the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It is hump day, and happy hump day to all of y'all out there. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I am Dynamite in a Dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week here, whether it's hump day or not. And not, and uh, we it's kind of a, 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 a different kind of hump day. It's not just a hump day going towards the weekend. It's a hump day towards the midterm elections. How are y'all going to get over the hump towards the midterms? Have you Have you voted early? I'm I, I, I'm seeing a reaction in the booth on that. I'm getting text messages from Republicans running for office, from party officials, all urging everybody to get out and vote early. And I am saying, no way, Jose. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Joe Biden's address to the nation tonight. Uh, what was that quote out of um, the? It was based the movie. It was based on the on the. Um, Short story, I think it was Apocalypse Now. Uh, the No, the movie was Apocalypse Now. It was based on Heart of Darkness. Was it I Can Smell Napalm in the Morning? Is that what? Uh, <laughs> nothing like the smell of napalm in the morning. That's right. There's nothing like the smell of desperation six days before the most consequential midterms in our life. It. Oh, my gosh. If, if desperation had a smell, if you had like scratch and sniff right now and the word desperation was there and you scratched it, it would have been Joe Biden's speech tonight. Andrea, they're definitely worried. Oh, my gosh. They're hysterical, hysterically worried. So much so that they've put out some some level of a hoax. We don't know what level of a hoax it was that was involved in the Pacific Heights home of Speaker of the House Pelosi and her husband, Paul. But there was some hoax involved in that as a way to have another excuse to try to go before the American people today and try to say that these midterms, they're all about violence and political violence and to try to tie that so-called attack on Paul Pelosi to MAGA. It's why every uh, Republican running for office and, and not every Republican, every MAGA candidate running for office is being peppered about it. And it's why Joe Biden gave his speech today about it. 888-344-1170. Did you watch the speech? It's not really getting a whole lot of it. Got the monitors up here. Nobody's really talking about it. I, I think it fell as flat as, you know, an ironing board, right? I, I don't really know that it's going to grow any legs for anybody here. Do you think it's going to have any impact? Do you think that they're going to manage to successfully cobble together Jan 6, an attack on Paul Pelosi is the greatest threat of democracy and somehow get any play in it for the midterms, 888-344-1170. If we can uh, find any clips for you that we think that uh, we haven't really had any uploaded into our source for audio clips, um, if we find um, 
Anything that we think is worthy of you uh, listening to, we'll let you know. Quite frankly, it's so painful to listen to him that, you know, I, I actually listened to a little bit when I was at home and I and I had to change the channel because he is the most pompous air. I mean, uh, it, it's shocking how pompous and arrogant he is, given the fact that he's constantly caught in a lie. Given the fact that he's nothing but a creeper. I mean, he was busted lying yesterday, claiming that he met the person who invented insulin, who actually died a year before he was born. I mean, it's every day that he's out there lying. Some of it has to do with his cognitive abilities. The majority of, of it has to do with the fact that he is just an arrogant SOB and pompous and corrupt and a grifter. The extent of his speech tonight was basically about... Uh, and this was his this was his closing pitch, right? Uh, I, and and you didn't get a chance to hear any of it, Skins. Um, but basically, it was an appeal to the voters tonight to quote think long and hard about voting for extreme MAGA Republicans because they are the greatest threat to our democracy. Something about the way that that was written and and quoted and spoke, Andrea. Uh, it's almost like it's a threat to the voters. Don't you dare vote for a MAGA Republican. Well, we know underlying that when when he goes on to say to describe political violence and, and again, trying to tie, trying to blame what happened to Paul Pelosi, if you believe that that actually was the, the crime that people are, are saying it was, uh, that it was political violence uh, that was was inspired and incited by um, they, they're trying to say that that attack was inspired by. Trump and MAGA over election denying that continuing to say that the that the election was stolen is inciting people to violence out there and that all the violence is on the part of MAGA based upon a live election denial. That's what January 6th was about, supposedly. And of course, they're denying all the, the the real political violence, which was an assassination attempt against Brett Kavanaugh. It was Steve Scalise being shot up on a field. It was the summer of a domestic terrorism at the hands of Black Lives Matter and Antifa that was rewarded, right? I mean, we know who's really behind the political violence in this country. Uh, is there any greater political violence than the KKK that took place? Was there any greater? Because that was about politics. Was there any greater uh, act of political violence than slavery that was ushered in by the Democrat Party? Everything about them, everything that they accuse, it's classic narcissistic projection, right? They're always guilty of what they accuse the other party of. Here's one of the things that he said. This intimidation, this violence against Democrats, Republicans, and nonpartisan officials just doing their job are the consequences of lies told for power and profit, lies of conspiracy and malice, lies repeated over and over to generate a, a cycle of hate, anger, vitriol, and even violence. In this moment, we have to confront those lies with truth. And everything about what he just said was a lie. You know, he says American democracy is under attack because the defeated former president of the United States refused to accept the results of the 2020 election. If he re refuses to accept the will of the people, he refuses to accept the fact that he lost. He abused his power and on and on and on. Um, the, Donald Trump hasn't been in office in almost two years at this point. This this is completely delusional and it's absolutely delusional that any of this is going to resonate with the American people. Do, who out there thinks that one person, first of all, is believing and buying this crap and who is going to go and vote Democrat on the basis of this when they know that they're being killed economically?
You're you're a, a single mother out there and you can't afford to feed your kids and you're desperate to get back to the good economic times of the Trump administration when the Republicans were in power. But oh, you hear Joe Biden talk tonight talking about uh, political violence. And now you're suddenly going to you're going to vote for your own economic torture and go vote Democrat. What this is really about is what they're hoping is they're just going to sway. They're just going to minimize a few key MAGA candidates that are then going to keep the power in the hands of um, the Democrat Party or or and 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 that can even mean Republicans taking control. See, the Democrats don't even have to have a certain number of D's after their name in order to be in control. Because it's really what this speech was really about was really a, a signal to return to the uniparty system. This is this is this is another um, way to just try to marginalize to try to. He says that the MAGA wing of the Republican Party is extreme and it's small. It's not. It's not extreme. He wishes it's not, it was small. Exactly. They know that it's huge. They know that Donald Trump won the election in 2020. They Andrew, know maybe that, his definition of small is 75 million Americans. Look, you know everything he said. They know they know they're lying. They know that 80 million Americans didn't vote for that crap weasel. That he supposedly got 80 million vote more votes than Obama. No, come on, come on. This is how stupid they think we are. McCarthy said that he was dividing the nation in this speech. Assailing MAGA Republicans and McCarthy went on to say that he's dividing the nation instead of uniting it. McCarthy went on to say uh, um, he, it's because he can't talk about the policies where people are hurting the pain of the cost of the living. All true. Uh, what what I, it has me a little uh, about McCarthy is, is that he said that we need there's a whole lot at stake and we need we need people who are there to help unite us. Um, I think that. I'm going to give him a pass for saying that because I don't know going into the midterms that it's good political strategy on the part of Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans to say um, there is uh, he's dividing the nation. And but oh, by the way, we want to destroy the Democrat agenda. But that's what needs to happen. I cannot and will not unite with anybody that thinks that it's okay to mutilate the genitals of a child. There's no halfway point there. There is no reaching across the aisle to anybody that thinks it was okay for them to shut down businesses, shut down churches, force two-year-olds to wear masks, continuing to try to force people to, to, to get these injections. I cannot and will not unite with anybody. That is evil. I tell you who else I will not. He wants to talk about uh, the, the Republican Party being the greatest threat to, to, to democracy. Did we not report last night on the Intercept article in which emails came out to show the extent of which the federal government was colluding with big tech and setting up portals in an attempt to control the outcome of elections by controlling the flow of information and identifying dissidents in the United States of America. At the time that Joe Biden is giving this speech, we still have Americans that were held in jail without bail because of their political beliefs. Is there any greater threat to democracy than that? How did we, how did the Republican Party allow the term election denier take root into the psyche of, Amer- of Americans? They could have pushed back on they that, could Andrea, have. and it wouldn't even be a thing right now. No, instead, Mitch McConnell took to the floor and blamed Trump for the violence that took place on January 6th. And even Tom Cotton comes out today and talked about the horrific acts of violence. The only horrific act of violence, I mean, let's be straight. 
What was so horrific about what happened on January 6th? The only horrific acts of violence was Ashley Babbitt, an unarmed uh, woman shot at point blank range by a black officer who didn't who didn't suffer any consequences for his actions. There was another uh, woman whose name I can't remember who was stomped on and beaten by the Capitol Police. And what about Pelosi that denied the National Guard to be able to to come in and protect people? Of the 800 people that were were arrested, most of them were arrested for trespassing. Some of those were arrested for trespassing after, after the fact, when they changed the perimeter boundaries of the Capitol, they made, they they shortened it and minimized it in order to find more people that they could charge with, with trespassing. In other words, they didn't actually trespass on January 6th until they decided to change the boundaries outside the Capitol so that they could drag more people. But MAGA is the greatest threat. And you're right. It was Nancy Pelosi who denied the extra security from the Capitol Police. And speaking of the Capitol Police, there's still a whole lot of uh, of questions that have yet to be answered. I finally heard somebody today ask a question that I did. Where was the news media? They're all sitting around in these in these uh, news uh, um, outlets Listening to the police scanners, I said last night, where were the helicopters? You find out the news crew here, they sit and listen to police scanners. They hear that there's been an intruder at the Pelosi home, the Speaker of the House's home, and there's not one reporter or news truck at the scene. No van, no news reporters there. There's not one photo of Paul Pelosi being taken out of the house on a stretcher. There's not one photo of him being taken into an emergency room. Nothing. And then we find out today that the Capitol Police supposedly just happened to not be watching the surveillance footage at the time that this went down. (laughs) How convenient. Was it because they, you know, they know that to turn away when Nancy's out of town and they don't really want to have to watch, you know, a a couple of men enjoying an, an evening alone in their underwear? I don't typically watch male porn either. In fact, I never have. I'm not going to say typically. None of this makes sense. Interesting that it provided a setup for Joe Biden six days before the midterms to come out and talk about political violence. The real threat to our country was revealed in the in the article about how the Department of Homeland Security has and continues still had a portal as uh, up as, as of two days ago with the plan to try to identify dissidents and to control information and not even just about COVID, the shots, but also about trying to tamp down anybody who dares to speak out about the withdrawal of Afghanistan, questioning anything related to our courts, our financial institutions, and beyond. This is North Korea, Soviet, Russia, tyranny and fascism going on in fact it's exactly what Mussolini defined as fascism which was the state controlling the people through uh, business and corporations you know just as important as the election coming up next week on Tuesday Andrew people better pray because if uh, experts are not correct and there's not a red wave we're in for some difficult times even if we have a red wave we still have a party that's not used to exercising its power and they're used to caving to the Democrats I don't want anybody reaching across the aisle. I want Kevin McCarthy done as Speaker of the House. I want him marginalized. I want Mitch McConnell gone. Marginalized. Stick that little turtle back under his shell somewhere. Here's what J.D. Vance had to say is the biggest threat to America at Clip 4. 
I happen to think the biggest threat to American democracy today is big technology companies in bed with the communist Chinese who are censoring information about American politics. And, and this is... This is really, really important because, look, Facebook, Twitter, you know, all these companies are now the digital public square. If those companies, which some of them have financial stakes in communist China, if those companies are censoring information in a way that helps one political party or hurts another political party, I don't, I don't care if it's my political party being helped or hurt. I don't want these companies interfering in our elections. And I think that happened in 2020. He's actually being a little too kind there. And I get that he's on the campaign trail. Um, I, and I also want to because uh, it's not happening to Democrats. He says, um, you know, uh, I, I don't care if it's my party or another. The thing is, is this is only helping the Democrats. It's only it's only these attacks and these controls and the suppression and the tyranny is only against Republicans and Republican voters. The second point I want to make that I want to piggyback on uh, is that I, it's a little too focused on the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, yes, TikTok. Yes, these social media uh, uh, companies are all tied in one shape or another with the Chinese Communist Party. But it, this is the United States of America that is being weaponized against the American citizens. Uh Dan Bishop, Congressman Bishop out of North Carolina, spoke much stronger than J.D. Vance about it and said that he's going to he's going to introduce legislation that will that will uh, make it criminal. And will will end in prosecution of any government official participating in any way in denying the First Amendment rights to Americans. That's what we need to have. We're going to take a break. We come back and want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. An actor wanted Biden today to actually use the emergency alert system about the midterms. Sanity is clearly on the ballot, people. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Having some fun on uh, Twitter. Uh, looking at some of the reactions of some people in the speech. Let me read you this one that had Skins and I kind of giggling. You going to buy that blue check, Mark Andrew? Yeah, well, we'll get to that uno momento. This was, uh, somebody said, this is about his speech. Um, Rob Giro, uh, Biden's speech drinking game. Take a shot whenever Biden says Jan 6, Trump mumbles incoherently, democracy blames someone else. He says, I'm absolutely hammered. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious um you know th- this is just it's just too good no wonder it it's uh, and of course we don't really have any uh, any of the far lefty media up on my uh, up on my monitors here but there's it's just not really it, it this has just gone over um i'm trying to think of an analogy think of think of a bad what was like a bad a Democrat or liberal movie kind of that came out recently. They crashed and burned. This this went over about as well as Fetter as well as Fetterman's oh, I was debate with say, Oz. Uh, Lightyear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's that going, Disney? Yeah. <laughs> um, somebody messaged me. I have the smartest and, and most amazing listeners out there. It was Roxanne Broyland was the lady that um, was, I think she was trampled and beaten by Capitol Police, and she she died on Jan 6. I actually heard a commercial here um, today in San Diego. I don't know what station it was on. I was 
flicking around the dial, trying to find a little smooth groove. And I don't know what station it was on. Um, Might have been on one of my, I'm not going to, they're not paying for me to mention them, but it's one of my stations that plays a lot of 90s throwback jams. And they ran a commercial that had a political commercial and they literally said, talked about Jan 6 and said that five police officers died on January 6. Flat out lie. Flat out lie. Look, I, 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 I'm, I'm surprised that the FCC lets commercials run. There's, there's controls by the FCC when it Isn't comes that to disinformation. Yeah. Flat out lie. This is why the story about the DHS and control over our information Department of Homeland Security, which was founded under the under, under the precipice that they were going to be the department that was going to fight the war on terror. And what they are now, we've got the FBI that's that's waging a war against America through the invest the, through law enforcement is the top law enforcement agency in the land. Uh, to persecute and prosecute Americans working in conjunction with the DOJ to, you know, do, handle the prosecution part of it. And now we've got the Department of Homeland Security being the arm that's about through control over information, having all of it, those three together, they're like a three legged stool, right? And ultimately, it's all about controlling the outcome of elections. And then that's one of the reasons why they had to criminalize the idea of you questioning an outcome of an election, because this is all about them controlling our elections 100% 100% and what we and what we have to have is we have to have republicans that are prepared to destroy and dismantle entire departments entire departments in fact one of the things i'm not sure if i mentioned last night i believe that i did is that the subset of the department of homeland security who's doing this is actually the cybersecurity um, agency, part of the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Ag- Agency and Infrastructure Act that Donald Trump signed into law because he was fed the crap and the nonsense that our infrastructure had been attacked by Russians in the 2016 election. And so we needed to harden our infrastructure against disinformation campaigns from foreign governments. Well, just like the Patriot Act and our FISA courts were used to go after American citizens, not foreign agents. The same thing is happening here. Tom DeBacaro has said on the show many times that when government grows, it's it's, you know, so so gross tyranny. And we've got to get rid. We've got to get rid of some of these agent uh, departments. Um, I, before the break, I was telling you guys that an actor, um, as as a part of Joe Biden's desperation play, six days in, he went and did a podcast with um, a few alleged actors. I I've never seen the series Ozark with Jason Bateman. Um, I don't know if he's good in it or not. Um, I think that the podcast that he's a part of with somebody named Sean Hayes and Will Arnett is called Smartless. I think that title sounds about right. Uh, Joe Biden was on there and they literally, this guy, Jason Bateman, uh, the only thing I know of Jason Bateman is I think he was, isn't he the brother of the girl from Family Ties, Justine Bateman? Yes. Okay, that's how I know him. So I know him basically from his sister. So in this um in this podcast, he wanted you. We have the the emergency alert system, 
He wanted, he says to Joe Biden, with the midterms on our doorstep, two thirds of the seats that are up for grabs and the midterms are trending to be won by admitted election deniers. And then that means that elections and consequently democracy as a form of government will most likely be done away with or could be seriously threatened. You know, this is an emergency, in other words, and he wanted the emergency alert system to be activated. Um uh, I think I think your lack of brain cells and cognitive abilities uh, are, are as seriously compromised or at, at emergency levels in the same degree that Joe Biden's is. A couple things to point out here. Um, without it goes without saying the hypocrisy here. Um, there they 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 all know about the level of ele- election denying that has gone on with the Democrats for for decades. That's okay here. I don't know when it comes to somebody like Jason Bateman. I don't know if he knows that or not. I mean, he comes across as, as from what I read here, as completely stupid and just a, a, a moron, right? And that is the problem that we've got, is that we've got a lot of low-education voters that are absolutely moronic and that actually believe this crap and have no idea about what happened with Bush v. Gore, have no idea what happened with Stacey Abrams. Or just don't do research and they just do what they're right. told, spoon-fed. Right. One of the things Biden talked about in his speech tonight was, you know, um, threat to democracy in terms of voter suppression. There is absolutely not one person in the United States of America whose vote is being suppressed in any way. If anything, you've probably got six mail-in ballots delivered to your home. There's nothing in the Constitution that grants you, I don't care what color you are, I don't care how dark you are, I don't care what happened with your ancestors 200 years ago, there's nothing in the Constitution that grants you the right to have the means to vote and the convenience that you want. And to be denied whatever your chosen convenience is, is not to suppress your vote. You're no more special than anybody else. You're no more deserving of any special accommodation than anybody else. That's not equality. I'm sick and tired of the rhetoric that's not getting pushed back on by people. Well, it goes back to also a question you asked at the beginning of the show. You know, do you as a Republican conservative go out there and try and make your vote heard and early? And no, you vote on election day. Right. I, I was eighth. I was on with my friend, Dr. Gina, yesterday. I was on her show and I was really surprised because the subject came up about the midterms. And I said, you know, I disagreed with DeSantis. She's in Florida. I said, I disagreed with DeSantis um, telling people to go vote early because we know what the game. We saw the blueprint in Nothing Arizona. Changed. Nothing's changed. We saw the blueprint. We know how they're if you vote early, they know how many votes they've got to overcome on Election Day. And whether it's through mules, whether it's through the machines, whether it's th- through the ballot harvesting, they're going to overcome that gap. Whether uh, they overcame the gap in 2020 election night in November 2020 with a uh, pipe burst and they shut shuttle everybody out. Right. We know the, all the different ways. And even in Arizona, they tried it there that night. They, they actually, I think they suspended voting. They were trying to buy themselves some time to figure out how they were going to do it. But the problem was they couldn't. Because too many people went out and voted on election day in person. On election day. So Gina says to me, well, no, the reason why you've got to go vote early is because somebody, because that way, if somebody's gone in and uh, sent in your mail-in ballot, um, then they can't have taken your vote away from you. Well, if somebody, first of all, how are they going to get my mail-in ballot? ballot? Did they steal it from my mailbox? How many times does that happen? Second of all, if my mail-in ballot has been stolen and sent in, how do I know the timing of my early voting is going to, is going to, you know, affect that and negate the impact of that? Do you follow? 
I mean, what does one have to do with the other? If somebody's if somebody's stolen your mail-in ballot and sent it in, how is early voting going to solve that? It's no different than me going on same day voting, same day and going in with my mail-in ballot or without my mail-in ballot and saying I'm here to vote. And if they tell me, well, you you know, you voted mail-in ballot, your mail-in, no, I'm here to vote. That's not a reason. It didn't make sense to me. And of course, it's her show, so I'm not going to call her out. But that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You go same day, same day voting. Not to mention the fact that we need a return to same day voting. If everybody waits and votes that same day and takes five people with them, then we continue to send the message that we are not on board with all the absentee balloting, the ballot harvesting, the mail-in ballots. We want same day voting and we want with voter ID. That's what we want. All right, I'm going to take a break when I come back. Then we are going to we are going to talk a little Twitter with the blue checks because we have a fun story to share with you guys about that. I mean, do you guys do you where do you stand with the early? Uh, I've got family that voted early in Georgia today, and I, I, I was like, if I could have reached through the phone and slapped some people, I would have. It's like, what are you thinking? 888-344-1170. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I I almost forgot about it. I finally bought a, a lottery ticket for the Powerball because uh, I forgot about it la- last week. I'm the worst lottery player ever. Most of the time, I forget to buy a ticket. Then if I do buy a ticket, I forget to check if you know there was a drawing or if I won. So you're that unclaimed ticket person. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Except I do know that that wasn't me because of where the ticket was sold, right? So that's how I know it wasn't me. Um, so I guess um, it's tomorrow night. The Powerball is now up to $1.2 billion. Okay. Um, and of course, the boys here as part of the AK crew, they're like, during the break, they're like, oh, are you going to share? Are you going to share? Well, of course, I'm going to share, babies. I ain't going to say how much I'm going to share if I win, but I will share. Mm-hmm. And nobody else here has even admitted they bought a ticket. They're probably sitting on 40 tickets. <laughs> oh, will you share with me? <laughs> and not telling anybody. <laughs> um, I love, I just love the idea. I think it's fun to ponder what would you do, you know, if you won the lottery. It's just fun for me. It's kind of like a fantasy game. Um, you know, I, I uh, expand the Andrea K show worldwide. Oh, yeah, baby. It, I'm so cool. We need to be global, right? We, exactly. we, need, we need to go global, of course. Yeah, I would still, would, I mean, serious question. Would you still, would you still work? Yeah, I, I'm one that thinks you know, you'd probably have a lot of fun for a while and then eventually you're going to run out of really fun things to do. And I mean, you want to also feel at least I would. I need to feel like I have a place in the world and I'm, I'm important and make a difference. Yeah, most of my um, self-esteem in life has come from some form of achievement that I felt like. You don't get self-esteem from having fun. Yeah, you, you really don't. I mean, if there's there's a time for fun and, you know, obviously and, you know, there's there's I but I think we're wired. I think God made us to be productive human beings. I think, you know, you're supposed to work and then have, you know, your day of rest. Right. And I so I think that it's supposed to be a balance. I think I would continue to work. And I think that having having money like that just gives you the opportunity and the freedom to do work that's meaningful to you. That that is that I believe that God gave a purpose on everybody's life. You can be a little bit more selective yeah. about how and 
and what you do. Exactly. Instead of it being, you know, I'm just going to go up every day and, you know, you know, fulfill this assembly line job in order to feed my kids. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You've just got the freedom then to maybe elevate it to something that you feel is maybe your mission in life or your purpose, as well as to volunteer, you know, and to give back of your time. So, yeah, I would I would absolutely I would absolutely continue to work. Um, And of course, travel. Which, you know, which I absolutely love to do. 888-344-1170. Getting back to Twitter, you mentioned something earlier that has to do with the blue checks. And I was just... This makes uh, my heart happy. um, First of all, are you... A question for all y'all out there. If you left Twitter... Are you now going to go back because of Elon Musk and things happening? 888-344-1170. That includes you, my man skins. I've been off Twitter, unfortunately, for quite some time. I don't miss most social media. I do miss Twitter. I'm I'm being the watch and see person. I'm going to wait and see how it shakes out. If it looks like it is a great place to exchange ideas freely, and it was like it used to be a long time ago with some improvements, I'll go back. I think it remains to be seen ultimately how it's going to flesh out um, because that institution and organization is like the FBI and the DOJ top to bottom. It's corrupt. And, you know, and and there's and there's a lot of time that's left uh, to see there. um, It's going to take a lot of time to route out all the bad actors to change. Um, I, I mean, because it's still operational, right? So, I mean, it's, you can't just go in and just completely change. It's kind of like taking over a manufacturing plant, right? I mean, you just, you can't just say, okay, I'm going to go from manufacturing, uh, a, a food plant that makes apple pies to now I'm going to make, I'm, I'm going to use my plant for fried chicken. That doesn't it's happen overnight. Time. It takes, it takes time to route it out. And I'm seeing some people that are saying, oh, I'm, I'm already getting more followers and all that. And I'm seeing, other people like look i'm still shadow banned it's not there's not been a panacea but i did like this comment today from somebody that said i'm gonna leave twitter is the new i'm moving to canada if a republican wins office right (laughs) but something that was hilarious and and i never liked being on twitter to me 140 characters the whole hashtag thing just not my jam but it was always before it became so controlled um, by the lefties, it actually was the best source of content and information because it was free flowing and you had so many. It was really the reason why the left the lefties had to come in and it control was a it. Place of ideas. It was the marketplace of ideas. It was the public square, and it and and there were people that were able to go from complete obscurity, when nobody ever heard of before, to actually. And these were voices of conservatism that actually rose up and became prominent. Some some of our most brilliant conservatives in the movement you know, rose to, you know, um, being seen off of Twitter. And that's why they had to step in and control it. One of the things that I never liked about Twitter was the blue checks, the verified accounts. I don't like it on Facebook. I don't like it on Instagram. I don't like it in design because it it's it. It's an organization. And to me, it was the beginning of controlling our minds because the idea that Twitter is going to tell you who's important and who's not. You don't and have that blue check. You know, you don't matter that much. Exactly. Your opinion doesn't matter that much. So it's a way of suppressing speech. Twitter should not be deciding who's verified. Think about the term verified. Why should Twitter, any executive or board at, at Twitter, be deciding whose speech, whose opinions, whose beliefs, whose information 
is ver is is verified. It's legit. It's validated. That in and of itself is a problem. I think the blue check idea actually started out with people paying to um, to promote themselves. That if you paid a more amount, an X amount every month, that you would pop up in people's timelines, here's somebody to follow, and basically kind of like Facebook boosting your profile. And then it became about Twitter verifying people. And then, of course, because that was always a bad idea from the beginning, even though conservatives loved it because, oh, I'm verified. I finally got my blue check. They never, typical conservatives, they never see what it's really about, right? The verification process was about Twitter deciding and declaring what is valuable, whose opinion is valuable, and who's not. So then as soon which was actually the precursor for cancellation, the cancel culture. Because as soon as Twitter didn't like something somebody was about, they removed their blue check. Right? So now Elon Musk has taken over, and he's decided he's going to do something different with the blue check. (laughs) He's going to take it back to the days to where... If you wanted a blue check, in other words, you wanted to be promoted, you wanted to be seen... As somebody who should be paid attention to, you got That's paid fine. For, fine, but you got to pay for it, right? And he wants $8 for it. So today, AOC, she tweets this out today, LMAO at a billionaire earnestly trying to sell people on the idea that, quote, free speech is actually a eight, and it's supposed to be an, an $8 a month subscription plan. Well, first of all, it's not a subscription plan. You don't have to have the blue check. If you don't want a blue check, you get to be on Twitter for free. Numb nuts, dummy, moron. Second of all, it doesn't have anything to do with him being a billionaire. It doesn't have anything to do with whether or not he can afford to take. Why should he give anything away? Second of all, <clears throat> uh, eight dollars a month is nothing. I actually, I, I, you know what? To have that glorified blue check mark, Andrea, I say they charge more. Well, yeah. So she tweets this out about, you know, mocking a billionaire earnestly trying to sell people. And his response is, your feedback is appreciated. <laughs> now pay $8. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. All right. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. And then our final segment of hour one on tonight's Andrea K Show. Email me at andreakshow.com. And stay tuned. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Skins and I had a little powwow during the break, and we decided instead of playing clips from Biden's ridiculous speech tonight, his desperation plea. I mean, the, his 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 closing speech was more desperate than any woman trying to get a rose on The Bachelor, right? We decided instead of playing that, we'd play you a, a, a more entertaining clip from Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what we should title this clip, but here's Joe Biden trying to somehow talk the value and the glory that is the electric vehicle. Clip one. And by the way, in your home, you know, the batteries that we have now, and they're getting more and more sophisticated. You know, a lightning storm takes out all the electricity in the house. Guess what? You can plug your car into the house and make it light up. (laughs) I think I'm joking. It's a little simplistic, but literally you can. (laughs) Literally you can. (laughs) Oh, this summer... What? I mean, it what? It really is kind of exciting. I, 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 I get a little... 
I mean, that was some pity applause. Was it not Skins? Yeah, he uh, didn't sound like he kind of knew what he was talking about there. Well, the idea that you your house, you know, you has been struck by lightning. You have no electricity. There's a power outage in your house and you can plug your car in and turn all the lights on. I mean, that's literally what he said. Like your like your electric vehicle is a is a is a generator, like a home generator. <laughs> in fact, by the way, that reminds me of a, a story that was going around a couple of weeks ago. Around the time where the homes that did survive Hurricane Ian were bursting into flames because the electric vehicles were um, the the homes were burning down because the EVs were bursting into flames. There was a story about an electric vehicle to where the guy, the only way the guy was able to operate it because you know I think he was taking a road trip was he actually put a a, ga- a gas generator. In the back of his EV. You know, now now it's not so funny to me anymore when I'm thinking about how absurd this is, that this is the level of gaslighting. We opened the show with him talking about this speech, about how they've got to stop the Republican Party because MAGA is all about lying. Listen to the lie here. And shame on everybody in that audience that clapped for that instead of saying, what in the world are you talking about, you crazy old corrupt craphead? You cannot, you cannot light up your home by plugging in hey, your electric vehicle. I got juice in my car. Feed that to the house. There was somebody today that came out. I can't remember who it was that said it was some major celebrity that was like, no, it was a, it was a big Democrat strategist from the Bill Clinton days. It was like, we have got to get Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to officially announce that they are not running in 2024. Tonight, um, there's also a story out of the Hill where Gavin Newsom is saying the Democrats are getting destroyed on messaging. I don't think there's any messaging that they can they can use that that can salvage the situation. Skins, you know, no amount of telling people that you can you can plug your EV in is going to power your home and a power outage is going to work on the American people. It's nonsense. They don't have a message. What what? They're literally Andrea grasping at every straw they possibly can. There's no way to gaslight the American people into. Uh, thinking that there's there's anything good about what the Biden administration has done, whether it's the open border they've tried to hide from the American people, whether it's most importantly the inflation that's going on now. Now, uh, David, you know, I didn't even fill up my gas tank. Andrea spent sixty dollars the other day. It was like a you know not even half a tank. Yeah. People aren't doing that. People are choosing between having to choose between gas, having to choose between food. There's people eating fewer meals every day. There's there's uh, parents going to bed hungry and there's just no way that you can you can um, cleverly disguise that. There's no way you can come up with a platitude on a bumper sticker that can overcome that. There's just no way. And that's why uh, we have to be really concerned. We've got Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor, is going to be with us at the open of the next hour. But we've got to be really concerned about the way that they're going to try to steal the election. Because they will use every method they can. Absolutely. If you're thinking about early voting, stop. Wait. Don't listen to any text messages coming to you. I don't care who the who it is from what Republican Party. Wait until Election Day. We're going to take a little break, and then we expect you to come back for Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Dave Elhoff, Financial Thought Doctor, will be with us. Come on. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.